You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. Just let that play. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, your one and only spot for after show entertainment. This is the turn after show, episode one, the pilot. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Got a full house in here today, full of spies and undercover agents. Joining me on the panel today, Dylan Chance. Hello. Megan Salinas. Hey guys. And Kristen Carroll. Hey everyone. Good to see everyone. How are we doing? America. Good. No. <laughs> feeling very patriotic tonight. I'm feeling very patriotic. The song myself. is very like bluegrassy though. I'm feeling a little more chill than the one in the, in the I, show. That yeah, it's a different version of the old Turpin Hill, but yep. I liked it. I like where it's at. So we just watched episode one of Turn. What did you guys think? Initial reactions. Initial I'm, reactions. I'm excited to see where this can go because what AMC seems to do really well is they take a male lead and they kind of you know, kind of take the weaknesses of him and then throughout the series really build him into this huge character. And Jamie Bell is such a great actor that I'm very interested to see how they do the next ten episodes, or nine episodes, because it's ten full. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a really good introduction. I think it was a great premise. To, I mean, we've, we've seen spy stories before and we've seen kind of revolutionary stories before, but not really any that... Uh, never on TV have I seen like an American spy story during the Revolutionary War. It is the War. first American spy. <laughs> so it's a really good idea for a premise, and it looks like they've built up a really good ensemble cast and a really good set of characters to focus on for this series. So I'm excited. Dylan, what do you think? I, I I said this earlier. Um, I'm really waiting to see how this turns out to not, uh, not turns be. Out. Oh, I see what I did. Put a quarter in the pun jar. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, turns out not to be the Patriot. Um, okay. Right now, it still feels a little familiar. But like you said, the spy thing, it's new. But I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. You're still waiting. So, uh, as we know, Washington Spies, okay. Alexander Rose's book, which is what Turn is based off of. Uh, I've started reading it, but I will save any comparison until I'm finished with the book. How far did you get? Uh, I'm about 100 pages in. So. Oh, nice. So I, start, like I, said, I started reading it because I wanted to see comparisons as the season progresses and see the characters as they develop. Um, I, I agree. I'm interested to see where it goes because I don't know if I felt like there was a lot of suspense in the first episode, which I usually think for a pilot episode is something you want because then you want us to come back and keep watching. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think it's um, hard with a show like this, too, because there's so many people. And I don't know about yeah. you guys, but all the guys in white wigs. Like, I was like, wait, which <laughs> wait, one was that what, one? Is that he doing again? that? And that thing. So it was just well, kind of a little hard. It's difficult because they all know each other, but we don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah, when they're all wearing they the, the names same outfit. later for some of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say that you were talking about AMC does a really good job with taking a male lead and then developing a story around them. I feel like AMC has invested a lot in this show. Because yeah. I have seen advertisements on HBO, on CBS, on AMC, online, on websites, 
billboards all over Los Angeles. Like they, I've seen this show advertised more than any show that's out right now. Well, I think because their competition is going to be Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones yeah. premieres tonight as that well. That is really hard to go up against. But one thing to consider with that is a lot of people DVRs. do watch Game of Thrones. Well, in DVRs, but their uh, HBO is a you know a paid network. AMC isn't in the fact if you have cable you have AMC. Right. So a lot of people actually don't watch Game of Thrones. A lot of people. A lot, I mean, a lot, a lot of people, lot of people illegally that. download Game of Thrones. It is the most illegally downloaded show. Seems like you know about that. I Dylan. don't know anything about that. Jeez. <laughs> well, like I said, and well, so I think there's a good market for people to watch the show. It is a cool concept, you know. And they're coming out with a new idea of something that's you know it's different. There's not a, a show like this right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shows yeah. that are post-revolution. There's a lot of shows that are about the same thing right now. So they're coming out with new ideas, which is great because you want to show that isn't on the market right now. Well, and it's good to see um, like what looks to be the foundation for a really good historical show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because for right now, you know, a lot of the shows that are on are historically based, but not, you know, we've got like Mad Men, which is like the 60s, and we've got... Um, Period. We've sure. got yeah, Black different Sales periods. Black Sails was just on, and it was about right. the pirates. Right. But yeah, I haven't seen one for the Revolutionary War in a long time. So this is this will be yeah, very Yeah, it's good to be out in front of that, because they're going to be the you know, the pioneering show for that. And it's going to draw an audience because no one, no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So let's talk about who's who. Because <laughs> we we're introduced to a large ensemble cast. There was yeah. a lot of characters yes. that we met this week. Uh, first off, Abe Woodhill. Okay, mm-hmm. main guy. He, he looks like our protagonist. He, Jamie yeah. Bell. He yes. is our protagonist, played by Jamie Bell. Man, I, you know what? I go way back on Jamie Bell. Billy Elliot Billy way back? El- I'm a Billy <laughs> El- Elliot fan. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie, but I Jamie actually Bell have played. not. It's I've great. Never seen he's like twelve. It's like when he, he's like twelve, and he is this kid, and his he's in grown up, and his parents want him to like learn to box and be this macho boy, and he learns to take dance, and he's like a ballet dancer. Great. And then movie. yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, so we also get his wife Mary, uh, Megan Warner is the wife. Uh, also, we meet Thomas, who obviously doesn't have any lines because <laughs> he's like <laughs> but one. He's so not cute. Yet. He's so cute. <laughs> not yet. In Not season yet. seven. In season seven, he'll, he'll be, be out. like America. <laughs> so, do you want? Do we want to do this by sides, or just want to do it as random? Because we have sides in this as well. We could go by sides to sort okay. of give like give everybody let everybody know what team everybody's on. Okay, so, so uh, let's of course do the America side first. Woo! Yes, uh, Patriots. Benjamin Talmadge, <laughs> uh, as we learn, is an undercover operative and mm-hmm. working with the uh, Con- Continental Congress, played by Seth uh, Numerick. Numerick? Numerick? Mm-hmm. Numerich? Anybody? Sure. No? Somebody? Bueller? Anybody? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Caleb Brewster mm-hmm. is the courier, as we learned. That guy's awesome. So I think so far he's my favorite character. Me too. Yeah. He, he definitely far. has a lot of personality, and I love when they were just talking to each other, and Anna's talking to Abe, and she's like, you saw him? How is he? The same as ever. You know, he's Beauty. unshaven. He's insane. He's doing great. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that, too. I, I think he's... Because, you know, every show needs a comic character. Yeah. He's probably going to be the guy that always is telling jokes and, and busting people up. While he throws axes. While he throws axes <laughs> at people's backs. Yes. Um, you mentioned Anna, and she's probably my favorite. I just like where they're going to take her because, you know. She looks to be really important. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the signal person for right now. And right now she's probably the inciting reason why Abe is getting involved with them in the first place. Yeah, and she just knows how to handle herself. And you can see why Abe had fallen for her. Yeah, so we get Anna Strong then. So mm-hmm. we learned in the beginning of the episode that there was a previous relationship between them several years ago. Mm-hmm. But they broke up, and Cillian uh, is who she marries. Sila. 
Sila. Sila. Sila. Sila Strong. Sila Strong. Well, he owns a owner. bar. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good bar owner? She right? fell in love with the bartender. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Okay, so we also then, uh, on the other side, on the, our, we'll, we'll call them the... The Redcoats. The Redcoats, okay. I was going to call them Rebels, but technically the Rebels are the Americans. <laughs> I'm yeah. so confused. The Patriots are the Rebels. All right, so Robert Rogers is who we meet first. Mm-hmm. Played by Angus McFadden. I love him. All the way back, speaking of Playing a war group movies of mercenaries. And, yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we first see him taking a... Piss. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So the queen. Now how's that for an introduction to well, a character? Well, there's like, I mean, it's just like, here's this guy. He just killed a whole bunch of people, and then he's just like, he's just rough. He's just, you know, very rugged. Like, I'm going to just. Yeah. Pee rough and tumble. You don't, yeah. you know, it's still kind of funny in, in that kind of roguish way, but at the same time, it's like, I would not want to be anybody that you were paid to stop. No. So. He's so, hardcore. He is hardcore. And he, he runs the Queen's Rangers, uh, which are brought over, and they are reporting to several different people. Uh, we have Major Hewlett, who we've met. We've met uh, Captain John C- Simcoe, and also Major John Andre. John Andre is actually who uh, Rogers is reporting to at the beginning when they're in Brooklyn, and he's the one that sends over the secret message that we get. So we've got a lot of people to talk about. <laughs> so All right, Is everyone confused? Good. Yes. Let's, let's move on. All right, so the show starts off... Uh, in Centauk, and we get uh, our Long Island family on the farm, mm-hmm. living the dream, farming and living it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a redcoat leaves, and as you were saying, Megan, during the episode, uh, redcoats were commissioned and lived in homes. Yeah, it they was were- um, prescribed that, you know, um, like, there was a lot of stuff in the wake of the Indian, you know, the, the French and Indian War. Um, that caused the the British to do a lot of the stuff that ended up inciting the American Revolution. And, of course, you know, as things were escalating, um, one of the things that was done was uh, saying that, you know, if you're a British citizen, one of the things you have to do is you have to provide lodging for soldiers if it's needed. And so, you know, of course, if people don't want soldiers in their homes, that's going to cause some mm-hmm. issues. But for right now, Abe's not trying to, uh, he's not trying to ruffle any feathers. So he's like, he'll be gone in a couple months. It'll be fine. And he makes a comment early in the episode that just be happy that it's just soldiers staying here. Not that there's any war and there's nothing going on around them in Long Island. So they're really safe where they are. They can keep farming, keep living their lives. And the soldiers are just there. And it's an inconvenience, but at the same time... There's no danger to them. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many soldiers in this little tiny farming community? Right? Oh, I feel like a lot of them are probably stationed there because it's right outside of New York. They're really close to New Jersey. Yeah, they just yeah, had their battle against yeah. Washington. Uh, they said in the intro that New York was like the hub right. of it was like basically home base for the British um, sure. operations. Yeah, so. and it's yeah close enough, but but far enough away too, where where they're not like right in the midst of it. If they're you know if they're not during they're not doing something during the battle. They're not active. Hmm. Yeah, and the episode cuts back and forth, I think, several times between New York, because they're in Brooklyn, and then they're New in York New Jersey. New York and Long Island. And, and then they're in New Jersey, and then they're in Connecticut, because they're all really close to each other. Yeah, you can sail a boat, you know, all right in that, the harbor and all I mean, that. The, um, I, went, I took a trip up there like two years ago, and just driving, it was so much closer than I even thought, you know, being up there. Is, you know, drove through like five different states. Well, yeah, and we forget, America was a lot smaller back then, you yeah, know. The, th- the 13 colonies are really smaller than California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much so. In terms of all that. But we cut over to New Jersey, and this is where we meet Robert Rogers uh, with his Queen's men, and they had just finished a battle by the looks of it, and they were out killing all of the uh, Continental Congress rebels as they lie in ditches. 
Uh, one of the men was going stabbing everyone. This is where we meet Ben Talmadge, who escapes and takes the coat, takes the hat, the bonnet, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets away. He gets shot, though, uh, because as he's being tended to by his friends, he is introduced to General Scott, who we only got for a brief minute. But he's asking General Scott, you know, we need spies. We need help to run back and forth. I know people. I, there's people I trust. Can we do this? Uh, and General Scott says, we have no friends. So we're, we're set up early on that no one can be trusted and that nothing's going to happen. And that it sounds like their own information has been compromised. So there could be that there's a spy in their midst right now already. Mm-hmm. Spies like, everywhere. There's spies everywhere. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. So, so Scott uh, could be a spy. No, <laughs> everyone could be a spy. Yeah. But we jump back into uh, the Woodhall farm and we find out that they have rotten crops. Uh, there are maggots and worms all over the place. Mm-hmm. Abe's got to have something to do. He has no money. They're going to die. Starving. And he owes money and to Sela. And he, he's an honorable man who will pay his debts. And let's be honest, if Anna really did break his heart, the last thing he wants to do is owe money to her husband. So Maybe that gives him an excuse to keep going over there. <laughs> I think that's what, it's an excuse yeah. to go back. Here, let me pay half now and half later. Do you think that that's going to come into play later on in terms of you know his honorability and his allegiance? Because... It seems very much like he is a very honorable person, and he's very committed to repaying his debt even after the fact. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why he hadn't really picked a side when we get introduced to him. He's like, I'm not trying, you know, I don't see traitors, and, you know, I don't see all this other stuff. I'm just trying to do what's right. You know, my father taught me no man was above the law, but in times that are this turbulent, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, okay, well, what law do I have to abide by? And I love the the comment that he makes when they're having dinner uh, about who collects the taxes. He's like, oh, you're paying taxes, but who's collecting the taxes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all have to pay a tax, but but who's who's collecting? Yeah, yeah and they're with Major Hewlett. But, so, yeah, so he ends up at the bar. Uh, we meet Sila, and also this is where we're introduced to Anna Strong. Uh, they are married. They own the bar. There's a bunch of redcoats in there, and they're joking about Washington and, you know, reading things from the newspaper and uh, Robeson another guy that we meet slightly early on, but a less mm-hmm. important character, uh, is reading off of the paper, which is offending Sela. It offends them because they're somewhat low to the cause, I think, at this point. But it seems to me weird that they have all the redcoats there. It's like they've sold out. Well, no, I mean, they, they have, have guns. <laughs> they <Yeah>. have guns. <laughs> you can't really die. say no to the people pointing guns at you saying, please give me some liquor. I guess, and they're paying. So, or are they? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're like, that's just part of us being quartered here, is you have to give us free give alcohol. Us all your <laughs> so he's probably PO'd because they're not paying that well. They're bad tippers. I mean, I'm sure it's like really. It's they're probably yeah, breaking a lot of his stuff, too. Well, they broke a glass they broke earlier. Glass, yeah. yeah. So who's going to pay for that? A fight breaks out because Captain Joyce gets offended by the things that Robeson says after Celia gets into it with him. Basically, well, I thought he got into the fight mostly because when they were talking, the alcohol got spilled on him, and he was yeah. just like, and he was offended, you messed up my outfit. His red coat gets yeah stained up. Anyway, a fight ensues. <laughs> Hands get cut. Feelings get hurt. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! And Abe gets beat up. Yes, badly beat up. For no, I don't. I feel like it was unjustified how they like jumped. He him. took a side. Yeah, he, but he tried not to. He but he, by um, by trying to keep them from Sela, he very blatantly took a side. And he he was hands on with an officer. He was pulling his jacket he pulled his off. jacket off. Oof. I feel like it was like a hockey fight when he's like taking the jacket off and <laughs> punching. Yeah, 
because well, he was eyeballing a knife too early on, and he never went for a knife, but he was outnumbered as well. I thought it was interesting. Then later on, he did end up grabbing a knife with Anna. So we're slowly seeing him do something that next he was apprehensive time. about. So you never know. Yeah, yeah we're seeing a progression. Yeah. The next time he goes. Well, anyway, so we find out that Captain <laughs> Joyce is in trouble for ensuing this fight. He's getting court-martialed and sent back to uh, England uh, mm-hmm. based on the orders. And this is when we're first introduced to Richard Woodhall, which is Abe's father, which is somebody we didn't talk about a minute ago when we were talking about all these people. It's played by Mr. Kevin Gibbs. Mc- Kevin McNally, Mr. Gibbs from the Pirate franchise. <laughs> I uh, I really liked the way he portrayed himself in this episode mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it's really hard when an actor is in a franchise movie and it's a well-known franchise movie and then you have to be someone totally different. So he can't be Mr. Gibbs. I mean, I don't think you can necessarily tell because his look here is very different than it is in Pirates, yeah, right. obviously. The costuming in both the movie and, and in the show are so distinct. But that, vocally yeah. as well. His vocal inflections and the way he spoke and... The way he flowed his sentences were very different than he is mm-hmm. in Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, so he's a really good actor. Yes. And Hi. <laughs> Although it is it is very Sorry. amusing to see a pirate, you know, somebody who played a pirate playing a lawman. You know, somebody who's Yeah, he is the judge yeah. in the episode. And he is working directly with the British. Mm-hmm. So I'm he's interested. Very, uh, influential. He's very, yes. Uh, he has very, the major. very much in with the British. Very much, especially the major who runs the town, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much in his ear. Do you think that that's going to come up to play later down the road if his son gets into trouble, or do you think it's going to go the other way? Well, he said at the, you know, they set up that sort of at the end of this episode, um, you know, not to jump too far ahead with with what we're talking about, but he said, he's like, I'm not going to help you anymore. So that's going to be definitely a point of drama if he finds out something. He's either going to hang his son out to dry or he's going to be like, get out of here. I, you know? Yeah, I tend to think, though, given what we've seen so far with, you know, the, um, with, with the English, uh, that they're going to make him guilty by association. You know, this is your son. Why aren't you controlling him more or, or whatnot? Because I don't think – I don't – Maybe he'll hang him out to dry. I tend to think more that there might be repercussions for him for having a son who's rebelling. So you think it's going to come back on Richard? Yeah, I think it's going to hurt him. Yeah, especially because he has such a good relationship with the major. Um, You know, when the major, if the major finds out that, you know, this kid who he's let off, you know, more than once, Mm -hmm. uh, is actually a spy, of course, it's like, well, who influenced me to let him off? Well, his father. Well, obviously his, his father. Spy. Yeah. And especially if they find out that he was lying to them while sitting in front of his father in his father's house. So if, if his father did actually know that, and he did, that those names of those kids didn't exist, well, then obviously he's mm-hmm. a traitor. Yeah, because his father knew that he, he yeah. calls him out on it and says, you lied to me and all that. But this is where we first see his influence <laughs> on the major. And, you know, he tells him about Abe's engagement previously to Anna uh, and that he still loves her, and that's part of the reason he was at the bar, probably part of the reason he came to the defense of Sela. And, it, you know, it was he, the guy that they fought against was a drunkard, and just they should let him go. What mm-hmm. I kind of, what I kind of like, and maybe it's just because I like the actor, but I kind of like that Major Hewlett doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just seems like a very law-abiding by the very book Very to the point, right, by the book. And and I like that because it's so easy to kind of go the patriot route where you just show every red coat as Evil as a really bad guy, right. as somebody like um, Captain Simcoe 
as as we're going to see. It's, it's creepy. Yeah, very, he's the worst. Yeah, he it's very creepy. easy to go that route and vilify people. But it's, you know, and so it, I like it when shows take the higher road and show, no, not everybody's evil. These are guys just doing their job. We don't know if he's not evil yet. <laughs> and we've seen that historically in a lot of different movies and shows where the people that are the bad guys can be the high road people, you know, and they were very much gentlemen of the time. And they didn't, you know, with fighting... The reason that we won a good chunk of the war is because we fought militia style. We didn't stand out in a line and fight like gentlemen. Yeah, we fought dirty. We fought dirty. <laughs> we fought really dirty. Warfare. Yeah, and that's a part of the reason. I mean, that's a major part of the reason we won most yes. of the wars that we won during the American Revolution, or I guess the battles, rather, because we didn't fight like gentlemen. And you see that a lot, especially with the higher-ranking people, because they probably were gentlemen of land and of title, and they, were, they bought these commissions. Because mm-hmm. later we find out that Simcoe, he bought the title. Um, That's bogus. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he bought Joyce's title after he was uh, decommissioned and sent back to England. What kind of military allows you to I buy know. being a captain? I'm going to buy my way to the top right now. <laughs> Whoa, Major. <laughs> Take it easy. That's general to you. Oh, general. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to use to buy your way to that general? What does Mr. Lincoln have to say? <laughs> well, who's Mr. Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, Mr. who's Mr. Lincoln? How about Mr. Jackson? Too soon? Mr. Yeah. Washington? What? You're a traitor. You're a traitor. Uh, Just throw pounds. some pounds yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some silk. Silk and pounds. Yeah. Silk and pounds. But we, get, uh, we find out, though, that what he was talking about, Richard, with uh, the major, that it works. They come in the middle of the night and they take them away, but Abe gets released and he's like, you can thank your father. Go home and run to him, basically. They're yeah. giving him a hard time knowing that the reason he was released was because of his father. Mm-hmm. But Sila does get taken away. Did you think he was going to get hanged? For a minute, yeah, I I thought they were going to hang him because they they had been talking about, you know, uh, they were putting ropes on the tree earlier. I thought Mm -hmm. that they were going to hang him, and then it wasn't until later when, you know, they show him in the stocks. stocks. I was like, oh, good. (laughs) He's all right. He's not dead. I just think I'm so used to watching Walking Dead on AMC that I'm like, nobody's safe. Yeah, yeah, that's me. that's the thing about shows these days is that, you know, they're they're not afraid to kill people off anymore. Especially AMC. Yeah. <laughs> and let's talk about that. So he's in the stockade and he goes to him and he says, "Hey, listen, you can plead guilty to the first car, first charge of insurrection and they're not going to kill you." Basically, you know, just not obeying command and you know, he's like, "Well, what do you want for this information?" I actually thought he was going to free him. Did anyone feel like that? I did too, but um you know, kind of looking at how that lock was, and, and we're seeing that Abe's still not that much of, like, a outgoing, assertive kind of guy yeah, yeah, yet. Soon, yeah. You know, I think it is too soon for his character to really do something like that. Um, I think they hinted at maybe him being the one that ends up killing um, Captain Joyce because in the, there were maggots in his uh, neck, but I'm not sure, as we see later, like, he's not. Um, he just ate some of that lettuce. Yeah, exactly. Just, so, just came out of his throat. Do you guys have any thoughts on who killed Joyce? Ooh. I honestly, I wouldn't put it past Simcoe um, to kill him so that he could purchase the title. And be promoted. And also get shacked up with Anna. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, it, she she, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, the things he does for love. It, they, they're love. being really ambiguous with whether or not Abe actually did it. You know, he... he He's just, he never says, I didn't do it. He always says, you believe that? I've never killed anybody, you know. But, you know, he never directly says, no, I didn't kill Captain So Joyce. then, yes or no, do you guys think that Abe killed Joyce? No. 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 I actually like your theory. 
Yeah, that it's Simcoe. I didn't even think of that. I could definitely see that. I mean, he has a motive. Uh, It's a very, you know, it's a very subtle motive. And he's the shadiest of them all. Mm -hmm. So far, yeah. I like that theory. Let's stick with that for now. Good theory. (laughs) Good, good. Done. Well done. (laughs) Moving back. We go uh, back to Abe's house at the night time, and he's there with Mary and his father. And, you know, he's telling him, listen, when you go to trial, they know the faults with Robeson. And you're not responsible, so you shouldn't, you know, soil the name of Woodhull, basically. And he, you can tell that his father is very much with the British. Oh, yeah. Well, and he's also concerned about his legacy. Yes. You know, um, he, he's get, when you get on in years, and especially during this time when life expectancy isn't that great anyway, um, you know, uh, your family legacy is a big deal, and he doesn't want his son to besmirch the family name. You know, before you know, before he goes, especially in these actually, trying yeah. times. Yeah. I really liked, you know, don't ruin their, uh, you know, legacy and um, or legacy is everything. Is that what he says? And I mm-hmm. think it's cool that he said that because, you know, what Abe's going to do is going to create. He's the he's a legacy. legacy. I mean, there's a TV show now about him. I mean, that's yeah. the one. And that's gonna these get guys had a huge impact on history. So, so yeah, there you go. And he even offers him work as well because he knows they're struggling, uh, and he offers him. Basically I think pigs. he'll end up taking that later because it was going to New York, and they talked about earlier. Ben Reasons was talking about getting a to New York. Yeah, yeah courier to go to so, New York. Like maybe he'll try to to quote go, unquote go patch the, things up go with, with dad. his dad's business, but not Just really like, run dad, the family I'm business. I'm so sorry that I lied. Can I come work for you to make it up to you? I see. I don't know. Wait, I like your thinking. We're, we're heading there because he takes the cabbage basically from his farm and goes and tries to sell it uh, to raise a little bit of money and. Yeah, this is where he gets hooked up with Caleb. And after he's caught by Ben, and they, t- they talk about what to tell the people. He said, tell them the truth. Basically, you were smuggling goods back and forth, mm-hmm. and they'll believe you because they kind of turn a blind eye to it because you're making some money and you weren't really hurting anything. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to be a good justifiable reason for him to go back and forth where no one's going to question what he's doing. You'll get a slap on the wrist and you'll be well, back at home. And if he's you know, doing it for his father, it's going to be legit. And, you know... The major obviously likes Richard, so no one's going to even care. It's going to be nothing. I think that's a good good thought down the line of what's going to happen with what he's going to do and how he's going to take over this. And business. actually, I think that's to his benefit too, in terms of like whether or not you know we as an audience think that he uh, that he killed um, Joyce because he. I don't. I think he would have been a lot more concerned about coming back late if. Um, you know, if he knew that Joyce was dead, right. he would know that there'd be a bunch of redcoats looking for him who might have even shot him on sight. So I, I think that's in his favor in terms of, like, I don't think he did it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I know we moved past that already. No, it was good. No, no. We're, we're covering it all today. You know, there's so much. It's an hour and a half show. I mean, there's so much going on. Especially with there. so many characters and different plot lines starting to develop, especially early on. Mm-hmm. You know who else covers a lot? iTunes? iTunes does. You are right, Megan Salinas. iTunes does cover a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show that we all love. Talk about iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're glad you're here. Turn after show. Uh, You guys can check us out on iTunes. You can check out one of our 75 different shows that we have going on right now. Over 100 countries. 25 million people check us out. Uh, Go on. Rate us. Tell us what you think. Leave us comments. Uh, This is the very first show, so we want to know what you guys think about what's going to happen, what's going on in history, everything. 
Yeah, and we do this for free, so we definitely like to hear from you guys because we're, we're fans, and hopefully we'll be big fans of this show as it continues to grow as well. And we definitely want to hear. I mean, there's so many theories, so many different ways that you know this could go. What do you guys think? And you know what else you can get on iTunes? The brand new AfterBuzz TV app. Ooh. Have you guys I downloaded it? I got it. No, I didn't. I got it too. It's awesome. It is. It has every single one of our shows. Yep. You can watch every single episode after they've been posted, yep. audio and video, yep. and you can favorite your favorite shows like Turn, and so you don't have to search for it. It's great. It's I, awesome. I just jumped on. I favorited uh, a couple of shows, and they instantly appear like right at the bottom, so you can quickly go to them. I was trying and to get on my phone, them. and like my yeah. phone's Available really iTunes slow. And Android. Well, I have Sprint. Maybe. I have a BlackBerry. <laughs> I don't I think get there's, a, an there's not or a BlackBerry app available. Uh, I don't think currently for anything. <laughs> Anyway, Megan lives in the uh, past. Me- like Megan gets a free phone through work. That's uh, why. And Kristen needs IT help. So yeah. So if you guys have that information the for them, can you please post it on the iTunes <laughs> comment section and let us know how you can help Megan and Kristen move into the 21st century. Move into the future. And download an app and also, on their phone. And also be sure to also look at us on, on YouTube. I, like, um, I think that's easier to interact with as well. But um, go to iTunes for the ratings, YouTube. For, I comment all over YouTube. So if you're on YouTube and you leave comments, you'll probably hear from me at least twice. Because <laughs> I'm all over that. Anyway, back to the show. So we uh, head over to Brooklyn, because it's so close. And there's a boat full of redcoats, full of Queens Rangers. I did like, and Megan, you were saying when we were watching this, they incorporated Indians into this because they tried to recruit Indians, basically, to help the cause and promise of giving them back land. Mm-hmm. Native Americans, yeah, that was one thing that the British. I'm sorry, um, Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I'll be interested to see too as this as this progresses, like how much they involve that because they're worth you know such a big part, and then later on with the French as well with the American side, um, and the Dutch, yeah. So, so I'm going to be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, we didn't win them on our we'll own. We now. had help. Yeah, <laughs> lots had of help. Well, and help. I'm curious too. I was talking when we were watching it, the years seem a little bit different than historical years of what like how things time out because they said this started at what 1776 uh they the the show started at autumn 1776 that's what it said so which is september 15th was when the british like officially occupied new york which is right kind of where we were and in terms of historically the culpa ring which is what this is going to become uh they aren't really seriously active until around 1778 so, so season three? No. <laughs> so, well, just, just I'm just talking about historically because obviously this is fiction adjacent. <laughs> so it is sometimes historically close to give or take a few years based on what they need to happen in terms yeah, of. Yeah, they, you know, they. I'm sure they're going to take some major liberties, conflicts yeah. and things like that so that they can time things out properly. Uh, so, like I said, I'm always interested to see how things historically time out to fictional world <laughs> and if they coincide and overlap because sometimes they, just... they don't. Maybe they just uh, started earlier than they actually say they did. Well, and that's a, a good point because off. so with the Culpa Ring and these spy rings in the early time, they, they weren't actually discovered that these were around until 1930s. Yeah, they found letters that people had written, and a lot of the people in power, so George Washington and some of the major people in the political arena, had no idea who these spies were. And they didn't want to know. Now, that's when you have really good spy work, when it doesn't come out until, like, 200 years later. Yeah, yeah like I said, yeah. in terms of historically, 1930 was the date given to when... Those are spies who did really well at their they, jobs. Th- there, was a, there was a trunk full of letters from Richard Townsend, who may or may not show up in the show, and they found these letters, and they were some of the spy work that he'd done. And the only reason they were even able to figure it out was because they matched his handwriting to letters that were in Washington's journals. 
So they they weren't they didn't even know who they were until they figured out that the handwritings were yeah, the same. Yeah, they were looking up something completely different and it was like, "Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> we might have something else new on our hands." So that's an interesting fact. And we would have never known had he not kept a trunk full of secret <laughs> letters. You gotta burn Which, that. You <laughs> burn that. They Everybody didn't have shredders that. back then. That's, that's true. Spy 101. Well, a lot of the stuff, too, it was funny, um, just based off of everything that we watch nowadays with spy thrillers, is that, you know, um, Abe was able to go through a window and look through all this paper, and you're just thinking to yourself, I mean... You know, nowadays it would have been like fingerprints. There would security have been security cameras. There would have been all sorts of lasers. He would have had to he go been through. A, but he would have had to things, been a master hacker. Yeah, hack all these things that we don't have to worry about nowadays. Uh, we we don't we didn't have to worry about back then, and we do have to worry about now. Um, it's just kind of interesting that that makes him or what's it makes going it to make to be him a, spy. a big spy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, we meet General John Andre, and he's giving information to Rogers, basically about location of some of the spies. I was actually a little confused in this part because I thought like he was trying to weed out someone who was like a traitor. Mm. No, I just think he was giving him another... Bigger. Another secret document. Because well, he even said at one point, I want to, like, you're somebody I see, I can trust, and eventually I want to give you a bigger target, like Washington. So the next thing was the safe house in Connecticut. So since he was able to take out the group where we first meet Ben... It's like, well, here's a bigger one. It's kind of like here's a promotion, and he wants more money even well, for it. Well, they're mercenaries, so they're they're proving themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, more money, and you get the bigger job. And if you do that well, the chance for a bigger job comes along. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do find out that this letter later comes, uh, and it's a secret letter. Mm-hmm. And it has information about the location of this camp that Ben Talmadge is running. Uh, and they are wanting to basically attack it. The information gets spilled out to Abe because of the dinner that he has, because he got in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's just the right place, right time sort of thing for him. And he wasn't even really considering any of this until he went to Anna and told her about this. So do you think that Anna is going to play a major influence on the things that Abe does? Oh, she already has. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Already <laughs> I don't think he would have done it. More she so than like, his wife. What are you waiting for? Because Mary does tell him, whatever you're into, stop. And, and obviously like he doesn't. Well, and, and yeah, she's like, the second choice because he was forced into it. Well, that and (laughs) I don't know if she's super, super I don't know if she's super gung-ho about uh, being loyal to the British anyway because she was talking about you know, their son at the very beginning like, you know, are you sure you want him walking so quickly because, you know, the sooner he can walk, the sooner he can march. Right. And that, you know, that that's left ambiguous. It's like, well, does she mean mar- march for the British or march and against the British? She also makes the know. comment, though, too, about, you know, when, when she says whatever you're into, cut it out. That was after he got in trouble for helping, you know, the rebels. So he wasn't even doing things for the British. So you don't really know what side Mary lies on and where her allegiances are, or she just doesn't want him involved in anything. I think she just wants him to lay low mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, because stay out of everything. She said specifically, yeah, we, we couldn't get by without you. And he's like, we. And she's like, I, you know, I need you to be okay. I think she could. I was kind of weird that I think she said that because, you know, she has Thomas and Thomas wouldn't be okay yeah, I don't Without know why him. she just kept so I don't know why she's yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was weird to me as well. Probably because she seems a little well, any scene that they that they have together um his attention is always way more focused on their child mm-hmm. than it is on her. And he in terms of like inner character interactions is always more focused on Anna 
whenever she's in the room. So it could be that, you know. Well, Mary probably knows if yeah. everybody else knows. Well, they, yeah, they, so she, she, Mary, they exchanged looks, Mary yeah. and Anna, out in the courtyard. Yeah, yeah. so Didn't Mary nice. obviously knows, but she loves her husband. And so she's like, just, you know, whatever you're doing. I need you. I can't get by without you. So it's do very you, low self-esteem. Oh, <laughs> poor Mary. So do you think later then down the road that something's going to happen where Mary's going to sell out Abe? Ooh. I think, I don't think necessarily Abe, but I think maybe Anna. Sell out someone. Sell out Anna, in which case may in turn... Cause trouble for cause Abe. Cause trouble, yeah, for Abe, exactly. Um, and then it's kind of like, well, if you were hanging out with your wife instead of your ex. <laughs> if you like, were where you should have been, at I, home. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think she'd um, I think she'd leak information if she thought, like, he was in trouble. You know, she'd do what, um, whatever she thought was was going to get him out of trouble and bring him back to her. Right. Which also, in turn, could get him into more trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, because, you know... I thought I was bringing know. you home, not to jail. <laughs> Sorry, Darn honey. it! I just feel like something's going to happen with her that's going to cause trouble for you. Oh, yeah. Like, even if she's meant in a good way or trying to help, it's going to be bad. They've it's already bad. set her up as the nagging wife, yeah. which is kind of sad. Already. He's going to have to make a choice, I think, at some point. Do you think he'll leave her? Oh, man. I don't think right, so. Right now. Because right, he, he has a kid. He does he have has a kid. kid. And he is an honorable think... man. Yeah. Yes. And he's an honorable man. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing out questions and seeing what sticks <laughs> to the wall right now because we got a lot to cover and, we, you know, there's a lot of things we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> you all giving me looks like I'm crazy over here. We're following your lead, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain. Moving right along. <laughs> so uh, after uh, Ben goes, I'm sorry, after Abe goes to see Caleb and he gets mm-hmm. money and he gets attacked and he's, you know, given this opportunity, did you think at that point he was going to go for it right away? Or do you think he was going to just not go for it at all? I I wasn't surprised to see him, um, you know, still, still being like, I'm not taking sides. I, I wasn't surprised by that. I was surprised, though, um, that he didn't give the name of Caleb because I I just assumed that if he's friends with Caleb and if he's friends with Ben, that they're all friends or they all were friends at some at one point. So that made me think I was like, oh, um, is Caleb, you know, is he just doing his own pirate thing that even the even the rebels? The, yeah, look that down nobody, on? everyone looks down on him because he's over there. And so everybody. that that made me wonder uh, kind of about allegiances, and I'm like, okay, this. Again, this is what ended up making him the perfect man, you know, for them to recruit was that, you know, he wouldn't sell out his friend even to somebody he knows is also a friend. Right. So mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I like that he didn't sell them out at all. And he gave fake names. And again, that's setting him up. And I think that's setting him up for, you know, what side he's going to be on and how he's going to progress throughout the show. Did any of you guys think at first, I, I I mean, I know I did, when he was saying the names that I thought it was some actual people and that he almost felt bad that he said it when he's like oh well we're gonna keep an I eye did, out I, to kill him and i was like oh did he just like pick random names that weren't like the actual i, people? I at first That's did think I he thought. was like giving names of people he knew at some point yeah it's like yeah. random people i, I like, thought he was oh, giving was names of people he knew were probably already dead that's mm-hmm. what i thought but that they weren't just fake people. well i mean but the way he drew it out it seemed like they could have been fake names like right off fake names simon and i didn't catch his last name. <laughs> he was, he was he had a receding one, hairline <laughs> that was very uh, patriot as well <laughs> there's a certain cheeky officer out there he's <laughs> that's one of yeah, the yeah. best scenes <laughs> where he sells them out but i don't know i'm i'm curious to see if those people show up 
If they're actually like there's random people that have these names. No, uh, his I think dad Richard said at cleared the end, that up at the end of the episode that he's like there are nobody in that there is nobody in that town by those names. In that town, I mean yeah. maybe there's a Simon, you know. Randomly, <laughs> it's possible that there's a Simon. There's no last a fat name. Simon with a scar on his head. So that guy's gonna show up. Were you surprised that when he took the twelve uh, pounds that he got and tried to give them to Anna to help free her husband? I wasn't surprised. No. Oh, well, he said he had a debt to repay. Um, so uh, it's not that surprising, to be honest. Well, and I think also just, yeah, I'm, I think he's honorable. I also think he feels guilty for how he feels for Anna. I think, like, when you're honorable like him, um, even just having feelings, he's got a wife and kids, and obviously he feels something for Anna, so he feels, like, really bad. And I think, you know, paying off his debts and trying to help you know, um, he's helping Sila and Anna. Sila yeah. as much as possible is kind of like, I'm sorry for having a crush on your wife and almost marrying her three years ago. Let me try to keep L- repaying. Let me buy your yeah. way out yeah. of prison. And yeah, Sila <laughs> asked my him. Guilt. <laughs> and Sila asked him to take care of Anna while he was in prison too. And the best way to do that is probably paying back your loan as quickly as possible. Well, I think you know, spending time with her is going to be really bad. As he shows up and meets her at a dark, shady barn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And next time it may just not be money exchange. Silk. Silk is what you're talking about. That's what the kids call it. In this time frame, we also meet Captain Simcoe, who we all agree that we love. Oh, yes. He's my favorite character. Captain Creepy. Yeah, so he was (laughs) a lieutenant who bought Joyce's commission and basically becomes a captain, gets quartered in Anna's house. Ugh. And is just creepy as all get out. Ugh. And he's he's one of those very ambitious characters. You, you always need one of those guys who's just whatever it's going to take to to get to the top. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to try to sleep with people along the way because I'm creepy. <laughs> I'm going to stand yeah, outside. Well, it's a power trip thing for him, probably. That's you know, the creepy now thing he's that, a captain. Like, he's, he's almost like watching his prey. He hasn't gone in yet for the kill with Anna. It's just kind of like he's outside her door and he's buying Listening. her house. Circling, and yeah. I think it's the whole, like, slowly taking over. I think he, he likes that game. Did you think going he was going to make... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he was going into her room, too. Uh, when, uh, yeah, yeah, while she wasn't there, wasn't going there. through her stuff. Probably That's like messed sniffing up. sniffing her clothes and stuff. Did Ugh. you think he was going to make a move on her when they were in the basement getting more ale? I was hoping that he didn't, and luckily he didn't. Well, uh, he kept talking about uh, over the barrel. Over the barrel. And I was like, oh, my God, this is getting (laughs) turned into a different show. It's a whole new show (laughs) when you go over the barrel. But he's got ambition. And when they go to attack, uh, the Continental Congress is holding spot. After they've been tipped off, he's the one person that they don't kill. Yeah. I know, Always, I know. They don't kill him. But there, I like yeah. the comment at the end that they made because he says, you know, this is the one request that he had. Yeah. And the, you can tell that Abe wanted him to be killed. Like, that was the one thing that he asked them to do for the information, and they didn't do it. Yeah. He's like, I'll make a deal with you. I'll do this. You kill him. That's it. That's the deal. So does that make you feel like you can't trust Ben Tomich? <sighs> I'm annoyed. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, he still took care of everybody else, and he's, I mean, they're capturing well, him. Well, and they didn't specify when they were going to kill him. They could get the information that they need out of him and then kill him. It's, and clear, then be it's like, clear, though, hey, that he, he's, good. <laughs> he's only asked for that to protect Anna. That's the only reason yeah. he, because he didn't want Simcoe floating around. No, and, and himself, though, because remember, Simcoe was the one that grabbed him and, like, said, you know, you may have fooled the major, but you didn't fool me. And right. so this guy is a major threat to everyone. 
they should have killed him. This is one of those Austin Powers, put him in the tank. Because <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know he's going to escape now. You just shoot him now. Or, yeah, shoot him now. He's going to get away. If he's got dental floss, we have a huge problem. <laughs> Well, because you know this is going to become a character where he's probably going to escape or yeah. get traded. He's not going to end up dead. Well, right. They might even strike a deal with him, uh. you know, for his freedom. Because, you know, these are guys, they're, they're, you know, they're quote unquote the good guys. But they're lying to their friend. And they're going to do what they feel is necessary for the greater good. And if that means striking a deal to let this one guy go, you know, for their benefit, you know. Well, they might do that. Whoever they're going to hand him over to isn't going to have that allegiance to Abe. They're not. Right. They don't have that friendship. So it's going to be like, well, you know, this we're doing this for the greater good. It's going to end up being something like that. And uh, yeah, and, and you can't get rid of a creepy guy that quickly in and a he TV doesn't, show. I feel. And he doesn't know <laughs> that know. Abe is the you know is the spy too. Mm-hmm. So if he knew that Abe was the spy, and they knew. You know, because they know he's, he knows that Abe is shady, but, you know, he doesn't know that Abe is the one that sold them out. Dude. If if he did know that, then they would have had well, to kill him. He, I think he might know, or he's going to figure it out quickly he when might. they just, like, he showed up and it was a trap, you know. He well, knows but there's no proof. Well. And, but then when they were talking, they, they didn't say Abe's name. They were calling him Woody. They kind of did a, a different camera angle where they panned out and you could see Simcoe there. And, it and almost, his eyes were closed, but it's like, is he is he actually I mean, is unconscious? He listening? I mean, yeah. Is he, is is he, he going to figure out who Woody is? So back to my original question. Yeah. Do you feel like we can trust Ben Talmadge? I feel like they they would never outright sell Abe out, but they might make a mistake that will yes. end up costing him dearly. Or so. that's just going to go against what the things that Abe wanted and the reason he got involved. Yeah. I feel like he's trustworthy, but he's also trying to be like by the book to mm-hmm. where they can get some stuff out of him. Well, so and then it'll you, can, you can throw Caleb in there too because he's letting Ben take him. I mean, he could just shoot him in the head and be like, sorry, buddy. It he's, could have been that easy, uh, but it wasn't yeah. that easy. Wasn't that easy. <laughs> so it's not going to be that easy because we've got nine more episodes left of turn. And we got one quick moment to get some AfterBuzz TV predictions. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Kristen, what do you think is going to happen next week? Oh, next week. Well, we saw um, in the previews that there was like I, th- I think somebody's somehow going to leak that that Abe's connected to it because saw a fire, um, and then he was like shirtless in the area. And then um, I think we're going to see more of Robert Rogers. You know, he's going to cause. I, he might be the one that starts that, and I think he's going to kind of be keeping a close eye on. This He'll be Abe. the the leader of our villain ring, if you will. Yeah, because Simcoe's going to be. I think we'll see him captured for a while, but I, as we all kind of said, he's going to get traded or just get out somehow. Yeah, Megan, what do you think? I think um, that rather than the word getting out about him being a spy, I think it's more of the fallout of a lot of people think he got away with murder. And so, you know, the town is uh, crying out for this guy who probably murdered a guy, you know, based on the evidence. I, we obviously don't think he did it. But, um, but yeah, so... People back then were much more along the lines of, like, hang them all and and let God sort them out sort of thing. See what happens. So, yeah, there are going to be a lot of people calling for his head. All right, Dylan. I think that Caleb will kill more people with his axe. I don't know if that's a prediction, (laughs) but it's a hope of mine. I'm afraid his beard is going to get bigger. Oh, yes. There's a fist behind that beard. Like Chuck Norris. Like Chuck Norris? He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to come out and punch a red coat in the face. All right. Yes. I agree with Kristen. I want to see more with uh, Rogers. I feel like he's going to be a pinnacle part in the, the bad side of this. 
and Abe is gonna do some more spying. So I don't know. Dylan, That's tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance or on the Grim After Buzz or tonight on the Cosmos After Buzz. Megan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday nights. All right, Kristen. You can find me Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Megan as well. And you can find me on Twitter, Kristen Carroll 13 And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Snapchat. Guys, thank you for tuning in today to the Turn After Show episode one. We'll be back next week for episode two. Yeah, and shout out to Steven, um, who couldn't make it today. Our friend Steven Steven will be joining us next week on the panel. So for Kristen, Megan, Dylan, I'm Ryan Hooks. We'll catch you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 